Welcome to the Black Country Business Podcast. I'm Andy Hemming. And I'm Lewis Hayden. Today we'll be talking with Steve Hooper, Managing Director of SiteGeek, a digital marketing agency based in the Black Country. And we'll be asking him, what would you do differently if you did it all again? We asked Steve some questions. He'll give us some great answers. There's some really good learnings to take away from this. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Black Country Business Podcast. So today we're going to be speaking to Steve Hooper, digital marketing expert who's been running his business now for the past 10 years, Site Geek. So he shares with us today some lessons that if he, we ask him the question, if you were to do this all again, what would you do differently? It's really interesting, Andy, what he comes up with, because one of the first things he says, one of the biggest challenges that he's had is getting out of his own way. How often does that come up when we're speaking to clients in business coaching? <laughs> well, I think it comes up with every client we speak to, doesn't it? The ones we speak to, and it also comes up with the ones we don't, but we just don't get the opportunity to find out how they're in their own way. What does it mean, gain in your own way, first of all? I think there's a number of ways to interpret that, aren't there? Um, essentially, though, if you want to narrow it down to its very basics, um, we all have our own set of beliefs around things which of course we perceive to be true um, and then we learn that things can be different but we might choose not to act on them so for example what I mean by that is um, you know I've, I've worked with plenty of clients over the years who've had the belief that their business couldn't operate without them for example mm. and as a result all of their actions have led them to reinforce that belief so I'd call that in their own way because actually once we've shown them how it can, it does. Um, so that would be a great example for me, you know, a set of beliefs which causes us to self-sabotage or stop us getting to where we really want to go. Yeah, I mean, this comes back to uh, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. We spoke about this before, haven't we? We have. Yeah. Something else Steve talks about as well, Andy, is, is the idea of a process. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, when we're coaching with clients, we have a set process that we know is proven. You know, we've seen it being used all the time to get in entrepreneurs and business owners to where they want to get to. And it's interesting that in a different context like digital marketing, Steve also talks about having a process as well. Yeah. How important is having a process to you? Do you ever, in your coaching, do you ever go off the process? Um, well, we have a framework, don't we? And uh, essentially what a process is designed to do is to give systematic consistent delivery of something you know that's what Steve very much talks about in his interview yeah and it's the way that uh, we operate when we work with businesses mm -hmm. and it's the way that they should operate when they work with their clients why is that well if you think about it you know um, let's take us working together for example you know I have to have enough confidence that you can deliver coaching in the same way as I can to achieve a similar result. That's right. It won't be the same result because it's different clients. Of course it is. And they'll go on their journey and my clients will go on my, their journey. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to operate a, a, a similar process so we can actually achieve a similar result. That's what we're actually talking about. Now, in the end, where, it, where we get stuck, if you like, the getting in our own way is that because we haven't turned that process into a written document, We've got our own way of doing things. So as a result, we think we're the best at doing something and we couldn't possibly give it to somebody else to do it because all the knowledge is in our head and our system is the best because we haven't turned it into a system yet. 
So absolutely. I mean, take it back to the E-Myth. You know, we recommend the E-Myth to our clients all the time. It's a great book. If you haven't read it, you really should get on and read it. Uh, the E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. And the premise of that is the systems run the business and the other people run the systems. You know? So for, for me, that's the importance of a system or a process in your business. Yeah, I mean, the, the things that Steve talks about in a while in, 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 uh, in the interview is talking about the customer journey. And if we go back to episode two, you know, we had an episode there called um, how to market your business without being a marketing expert. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is interesting because we're now coming from a, a marketing expert, a digital marketing expert. Oh, look, and isn't it interesting? The things that he's saying. Yeah. Take them through a journey, take them through a process, yep. making it about the customer. And look, this is working in two different contexts now, two different fields. So it's great to take some lessons away from Steve too. I wonder why that is, because the platform of any business is the same, isn't it? You know, we are all in sales and marketing businesses, essentially. We have to go out and attract a customer, get somebody interested, help them understand how to buy from us if it's right for them, and then deliver what we said we're going to deliver. And essentially, that's the purpose of the process that Steve's talking about. It's the same as the process that we talk about in terms of how we help our clients get to their result. That's why it's systematic and consistent, because it should lead to similar places. A commercial profitable enterprise that works without you is that's a right. similar place. That's right. Right then, guys, so you've heard it straight from us as business coaches. So let's hear it from the other end of the spectrum now. Somebody who is a business owner putting this sort of stuff into place. So today we're joined by Steve Hooper from SiteGeek. I'm going to let him explain all about SiteGeek and also the uh, the other logo that I see over his shoulder. So hi, Steve. Good to good to be speaking with you today. Tell us a bit about you and tell us about your business more importantly. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Um, as I say, my name's Steve Hooper. I run a company called SiteGeek. We're a digital marketing training and services agency. We help companies uh, understand why they need digital marketing and how to implement a successful campaign within their business that not only helps them to bring in customers, but will actually help them grow their business. Because uh, we, we, we find a lot of companies out there that will just, you know, set it and forget it doesn't work that way you have to uh, have to nurture it and the other logo over my shoulder is the digital marketing confessions podcast um, which is launching very soon uh, we I've been doing this for 25 years yes I do understand that was before Google existed and all the rest <laughs> of it but I have been doing it a very very long time and uh, over that period of time I've uh, met some amazing marketers and uh, I'm very happy to be able to have a little Rolodex that I can turn to and uh, have a chat to some of the most brilliant minds in the world when it comes to doing digital marketing and we're going to uh, we're going to be interviewing them and asking them the two important questions: what does work in in digital marketing, and what doesn't work in digital marketing. So, if you're looking for some hot tips, then it will be available on the same platform you're watching it on right now. Fantastic, really cool. Thanks. So, um, just I mean, before we we dig into some of the questions, um, why this business? What what made you choose this one? It kind of chose me. <laughs> um, I I was very good with computers and uh, I, I was working for BT. I was doing some data input for BT and a job came up with a marketing company in Suffolk and I was like, oh, I really, really want this job and all the rest of it. And I went along for the interview and the guy showed me around 
and he was like, right, this is what you're going to be doing. And at the time, they were dealing with databases for Tesco's and sending out mail shots, physical mail shots for Tesco's. And uh, I basically stalked them until they gave me the job. Um, and I was the IT assistant. We're also included doing the uh, database setup and making sure that that was all ready for mailing out and all the rest of it. And then this, uh, the, this wonderful thing called the internet came along and I was told to go and buy a modem and I went and bought a modem and uh, well, we sat and waited for about 45 minutes while the first page loaded, which was Yahoo. <laughs> um, and uh, from there, I've always had an interest. The first website that I developed was back in 1995. Um, it was done in totally coded from scratch um it didn't have any uh images on it it didn't have any formatting on it it was just a text page for the company that i was working for at the time so that they had a website and it loaded really really quick if you want a really good page speed take out all your images take out all your all your code or everything just have plain text it's amazing it works really really well um but yeah that it it kind of took off from there really um and i've worked with some of the biggest companies in the world i've done some work with amazon um you know i've worked with for radio stations um i worked for capital radio for a couple of years uh and site geek was uh born about 10 years ago uh where we we, we decided that it was a a good way to go we were helping a lot of companies in the wedding industry and we wanted to help some other companies outside the wedding industry which is where the site geek came in great stuff okay so um when you started the business what was your end in mind where did you want to get it to any uh, well, do you think about it no, I don't have to think about that. You know, you know, uh, <laughs> it was a laptop, a beach, a hut, <laughs> Wi-Fi connection. That was that was where I wanted to get to. Um, no, we, in all seriousness, I started the business to help people, and that's how it all came around. Um, I was literally, uh, I'd sold another business, and I was thinking to myself, "What can I do? How can I do it?" And I was sitting around with my thumb up the backside and doing nothing and then all of a sudden somebody says hey there's a load of people being given bad information on seo on uh, on twitter do you mind jumping on and just helping them out a little bit of course not yeah. an hour later there was a website there was a twitter account there was all sorts going on and about two months after that lots of helping people never sending out any quotes or anything I was invited to an award ceremony for a, uh, a wedding industry awards. And uh, I literally walked into this place with a load of business cards and all of the people that were there were the people that I'd been helping on Twitter over the past uh, <laughs> so, month. So, so walked, Steve, oh, I've, got, I've got a question for you. What, what would be some of this bad advice that you've seen on Twitter then, just, just for the listeners? I'm sure they're all interested. Bad advice. Oh, man, you, you name it, anything and everything. Um, Blogging doesn't work. That was uh, that. That was one of my favourite ones. Um, the, they couldn't actually point you in the direction of a blog that didn't work. But blogging doesn't work. You don't need to do keyword research. Uh, you don't need to worry about ads. Um, you can do it all through SEO, and you you only need to concentrate on one place to get your traffic from. 
and I I, I kind of went in like a locomotive and <laughs> threw all my toys out of my pram uh, to the point where a friend of mine actually sent me a picture of a rattle and said, I found this in Scotland. Is it yours? Um, and, it, you know, it, it was a case of the advice that was being given was three particular individuals that thought they knew what they were doing. And as soon as I went in and I told me, I said, look, you know, yes, you need to be blogging because content is really, really important. Uh, that still goes for today, everybody. You know, uh, if anybody tells you that nobody reads blogs, then I can guarantee you they've read at least three in the last week. Um, uh, making sure you do your keyword research and you're targeting the right people, hugely, hugely important. And, and just making sure that, you know, if you, if you are running a campaign, it doesn't matter how small amount of advertising budget that you have, you have something that can back it up because we work in a, everything works in funnels and you know, the only way you're going to attract people through your funnel is to go from cold traffic, warm traffic, hot traffic conversion. And you know, if you go to any advertising company and they tell you anything different, they're, not very good at what they do yeah. so that, that would be my advice then that one good stuff cool yeah um some interesting stuff in there i mean you, you first commented actually about the uh, the beach the laptop and uh, <laughs> um, i mean essentially isn't that why we all went into business in the first place so we could run our business from a beach and <laughs> with a laptop. um yeah why not we talk about the beach dashboard with our clients all the time actually so um Anyway, that's a slightly separate topic. Um, so, but coming back to, I mean, Psychic, 10 years old now. So let me ask you this. What, what's the number one challenge that you've had to overcome um, in your business journey with Psychic, would you say? Me. Me. I, I, I'm not a great answer. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I was very lucky I, because I you know, I mean, one of the reasons that we started the podcast was because of all these amazing people that we know. And we're, you know, we've built up amazing relationships with huge, with contractors all around the world. And, you know, we're, we're very lucky that we can pick up the phone and we can say, Hey, look, you know, we've got a gig coming up. Are you interested? And they're straight on it. Um, and you know, that one of the biggest hurdles has been me because I love what I do. I absolutely adore what I do. And I forget that I need to work on the business as well as in the business. Mm. And I see you smiling because I know damn well what's going through your head. <laughs> what would that be then? <laughs> <laughs> we tell our clients all the time, you need to work out your times and you need to work on the business as well as in the business. And, and I do, I, I totally get it. And that, I suppose it, it took me up until about 18 months to go to, to turn around and say, I need to let go of stuff. And, you know, I've got an amazing virtual assistant, Michelle, who has done wonders with making sure that my diary has time for me to work on the business as, as, as well as having some downtime as well, because uh, that was that was another thing is I, I would come into the office at six o'clock in the morning and I would leave at two o'clock in the morning and not understand why I was tired the next day. So, you know, that, that sort of thing. And you you do you have to make sure that you're not that number one hurdle and but just by making sure that you take that step back and you have a look at the bigger picture and you can see what's going on it it expands the growth that you can you, you can make happen in your business and it is hugely important 
Absolutely agree. Yeah, and as you rightly you get say, that right because um, I read that as on your website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just just to clarify, we've never spoken to you before about this, Steve. Have we? These are your words, not ours. <laughs> we have talked about it once or twice before, just not with you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I mean, it's really interesting that you should say that because uh, you know, straight to the point. Where, and we'd often, um, the, I'm sure there are plenty of people listening to this who are nodding right now when they realise, you know, that yeah, the biggest challenge in our business in our business is us. So we just have to get out of our own way most of the time. You know, it's really interesting, isn't it? Lots of people out there um, have that realisation and don't know how. Some people never have that realisation, which is a bit of a shame absolutely um, it's it, it's more the micromanagement of everything and yeah. you know as as entrepreneurs we're a nightmare for entrepreneur the word entrepreneur means nightmare it does <laughs> and when people say to me i'm an entrepreneur i go oh no <laughs> we love you but oh no you know because you've got all these thoughts and all these things going through your head and I, I had a meeting just before lockdown down in london with a guy who had just bought a firm of solicitors he just bought this firm of solicitors and he was like right i'm growing my network i'm doing this 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 and he had 20 new ideas that he wrote down in his pad while we were sat there for our 25 minute meeting and i just sat there and i and he said so what can you do for me and i went absolutely nothing (laughs) at the moment you're a little bit beyond help you need to work out exactly what it is you want to do and have a plan to do it i can't help you with that because there's too much going on in your head i'm really really sorry so that's one of the reasons that you you have to take that step back and you have to just turn around and say right okay well look i started this project two years ago i haven't finished it and i've come up with 45 different projects in the meantime and i haven't finished any of them if you concentrate on one at a time you're going to get a lot further than than if not and i know that you guys work in a similar way to i do i work on a 90-day plan and 90 days is a nice round number Uh, and there's an amazing book uh by brian p moran called the 12 week year Uh and uh i i I follow that religiously i i have this morning had my accountability meeting with my accountability group and been told off because i didn't hit my 100 percent last week um and you know it's the 90 days is a really really good method of doing it set yourself three targets in those 90 days and make them something that you can track, make them something that you can be accountable for, and it, you'll get a lot further and you'll get much much better results. Yeah, agreed. Great point. So I've got another question then. If that was the number one challenge then, is getting, getting, getting past yourself, uh, what would you say was your number one success? Getting past myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we... We we went to as as all businesses you 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 do well you you come up against things that are you know not quite going as well as planned and all the rest of it and uh, I mean I I've, I've had all the nightmares I've had the bad accountants um, you know to the point where he nearly put me out of business thanks to not informing HMRC about something you know and uh, you you have all of these things going on and. If you can overcome those and you can put your mindset in a place where you can say, you know, yes, this has happened. Yes, I need to move on. 
and my current accountants are amazing at that they literally um we've, we've actually spoken about this andy because uh, you know them um but they they're, they're amazing they they literally tell me exactly what's going on exactly what's happening and i can deal with it um and not being organized and not having that there was probably the the the, the biggest downfall if you like and to turn it around you need to then make some huge decisions very very quickly and th th i suppose that i i would count that as my biggest success was be being able to literally turn the business from total disaster into something that's uh, that's doing very nicely um did a couple of years later yeah and i don't think that'll be an unusual situation for a lot of the people listening either because you know the stuff i noticed about working with hundreds of people across the last 13 years since 2007 is that actually most of us have to go through some pain before we we actually start um flying off into the stratosphere yeah, of success yeah. you know and some people have to be dragged along on their backside for a bit longer than others before they decide that it's time to do something about it so yeah not unusual what you're saying steve absolutely but uh thank goodness that uh, the realization came and we are where we are today right? yeah the, the, the light bulb moment as i like to call it or the aha moment um literally as you, you you have to just go right that's it and and you're away uh, otherwise you, you you end up uh, I, i've got a deal with myself and my wife and that is when the proverbial poop hits the fan i'm allowed 24 hours to sulk after 24 hours i've got to get my finger out and get on with it otherwise there's absolutely no point in doing it so i'm allowed 24 hours i'm allowed to walk around i'm allowed to kick the, i'm not allowed to kick the dog but i'm allowed to kick other things and just to generally be in, in my own pit and then after that you've got to come out of it and and that works quite well because you know you you do beat yourself up and if you don't allow yourself that time to reflect and to go through it then you, you you're going to hit the same brick walls again and again and again and yes you are going to hit those same brick walls but if you've given yourself that time to reflect when that brick wall comes around again you've got a process yeah Mm. And you've got a method and you can get straight on track with that. And it, it, it really does work really well. So with that in mind, then, it, if you were to sort of uh, reflect on you, your 10 years to here, if there was one thing you could change and do differently, what would you do? Um, I would instantly look at my uh, strategic partnerships the moment that I started the business. Uh, because that took me sort of like four or five years to start getting into strategic partnerships and, and working with people that I know are really, really good. Um, and one of the things it's very, very easy to do is when, if you start looking around and you're thinking, to yourself, oh, I want a partnership. Yeah, I can do, I can work with these guys. I can work with these guys and work with these guys. Lots of companies have partnerships, but a partnership is a two way street. You help them, they help you. Uh, if you are, if you're signing up to a partner program and that partner program doesn't allow you growth, it allows them growth. 
then you need to rethink your partner programs. And one of the first things I did was like, oh yeah, I can sign up. I'm, gonna, I'm a Google partner. Fantastic. Oh, now I'm a partner with MailChimp. I'm a partner with this. I'm a, and I had thousands of accreditations. I've got, I've got more letters after my name than I've got in it. Uh, you, you name it. It's all, it's all, all, all of that crap is there, you know, and you're just like, oh wow. You know, I'm so clever. It never bought me any business. <laughs> So when we started looking at strategic partnerships and, you know, ones that ones that could work and uh, you, I, I think I've mentioned to you in the past, it worked with a, we partner with a company called Digital Marketer in the States, uh, Ryan Dice. Yeah. And we purposely spoke to those, spoke to them because I met Ryan back in 2007 in Atlanta and he was speaking at an event called Stompanet which was a community of digital marketers and uh, it unfortunately fell apart, but it was, a, it was, a, it was a nice little community when it, while it was there. Um, but the, the, the speaking to Ryan, then he was, he was a genius. He knew, he knew exactly what he was doing. He knew exactly how to do things and he explained it perfectly. So when he popped up in my feed and on Facebook and I was like, no, oh, I'll just go have a look, see what he's up to. And it was this part of the program. I'm, made a couple of phone calls and it was like, well, actually, you know, this is a two way street. We're going to give you all this training. We're going to give you all of this material and you can do what you like with it. You can resell it. You can teach it. You can. Uh, and that for me was the start of a real strategic partnership. And we now, when people come to us and say, Hey, look, we're looking for a partnership. You know, we're like, great. What's in it for you? And they go, Oh, right. We're, we're going to get this. We're going to get this. We're going to get right. What's in it for me? Mm, yeah and it's not necessarily about a monetary kickback yeah because that's the first thing that they say is that well you know we'll pay you 20 percent of every every revenue i don't want that i want to recommend you because you're good yeah yeah i want to recommend you for what you're giving me i want to recommend you because you're good i want to recommend the product because it's good i want to recommend the service because it's good uh, I, I'm not interested in kickbacks and all the rest of it. And I, I've probably lost thousands, thousands and thousands of pounds in not doing that. And, you know, even to the point where Shopify, their partner program, if they give me a kickback, I pass it on to the client yeah. because I recommend Shopify because it's really, really good software. Yeah. I don't recommend it because they're giving me 20% revenue. You know, that, that goes back to the client in one way or another, that goes back to the client. And yeah. that's really, really important is to make sure that a partnership is a proper partnership and, yeah. uh, you know, not just a monetary kickback whenever they feel like it. Right. So number one thing that you do differently, examine your partnerships, get much, much clearer on what you wanted to achieve out of those and make sure it was a symbiotic relationship. That yeah. summarize up yeah. well enough what you've said. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Okay. So here's the, here's the $10 million question then. Um, your number one key to business success, which I think will be the, uh, the topic of our, um, our ramblings once we, uh, once we hang up with you, Steve. So what's, what's your number one key to business success? A good customer journey. Look okay. after your customers. Tell us more about that. Yeah. We, we work on what's known as the customer value journey. It's an eight-stage journey anywhere from awareness all the way through to promotion. If you look after a customer and you take them on the eight stages and the eight stages are awareness, engagement, subscription, conversion, excitement, ascension, advocacy, and promotion. Yeah, I remembered. Hey, um, 
Yeah. And, and having a process in place where you've also got the, what's known as a return path, because you know, a lot of people forget that no matter, it doesn't matter if you're using search engine optimization, it, how you're using ads doesn't matter. It, it's, it's all what we call the traffic store and that comes into the awareness stage and what we normally find is that companies have got this uh, philosophy of buy my stuff and off you go. And that just doesn't work, especially in the day and age that we, we're in, you know, because if, you, if you're looking at it from the point of view that people are just going to come and buy your stuff and that's it, then you, you're not going to succeed. And, you know, that's a very frank conversation we have with all of our customers and something that we always have in place is our customer journey. And the second I implemented it in my own business, saw how it worked. And I was like, this is, this is really good because I can see at any point, which is, which point is broken, Mm. you know, and people normally say, I need more traffic to my website. No. I'm really sorry. You you can go and buy that. There, there's a shop for that. It's called Facebook, you know, and you can go and buy it. And it doesn't matter if it's B2B. It doesn't matter if it's B2C. You can, you, you literally go and you say, here, here, Mr. Zuckerberg, here's some money. You know, please send me some traffic to my website. And the, the, the key to it is to make sure that you are guiding the customers on that journey. And the absolute pinnacle if you ask that this is the 10 million, this is, this is the gold nugget for you. The bit that everybody forgets is the excitement stage. Yeah. 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 The bit in the middle. Yeah. You have to excite the customer. Otherwise they're not going to come back. And that can be anything that can be an email welcome sequence. It can be a piece of content that's just going to absolutely blow their socks away. Anything like that you know, but you have to excite them. You have to get them built up to the point where they're going to move on to the next offer yeah. that you've got. And you know, that, that is the absolute key is the excitement stage and the amount of businesses that we come across that just, that, that they don't even know where to start on the excitement stage. It's like, well, surely when they get the product, they're just excited to have the product. It's like, it's a bottle of bleach you know, you, you, you've got to give them something that's going to get them excited about having this bottle of bleach, you know, and they go, but it's a bottle of bleach. <laughs> and you go, okay, well, let's show them how you can, you know, make your toilet extra sparkly. Let's show them how it can help you clean, clean, clean your drains and, you know, do that sort of thing. Send them some information that's going to make this thing the be all and end all of their day. They're actually going to get some benefit from it and they're going to want to buy more of it. And that, that's the absolute key is, you know, getting people excited, which is why when we're working on campaigns with companies, we always look, what's the quick win? Because an advertising campaign is one thing, a customer journey is something completely different. And having that built in as an ecosystem that you can adjust whenever you want to, you know, it's, it's a, it's a path to predictable growth rather than just, you know, just throw, throw dart at dartboard and, you know we'll use that method this week great so to just sum that one up then you're talking about having a um, consistent systematic customer experience which will help people understand what it's like to deal with you before they deal with you and get them really excited about why they should deal with you so that they can get what they want out of it when they do would that would that be brilliant in a yeah. nutshell yeah so, well done <laughs> and, 
that's probably what we should talk about on today's episode. Yeah, I mean, I've got a question for you, Steve, and this, yeah. this is something we get a lot from a lot of business owners. Uh, so let's imagine how many business owners listen to this podcast right now uh, and probably thinking, that wouldn't work in my business. If you ever hear that question, <laughs> what do you... to swear. <laughs> my what, bullshit what would you say, what would you say to crazy that? right about now um the amount of people that say this won't work in my business yeah i say okay why not why won't it work in your business what's special about your business that's different to everybody else's and you know we we, yeah, we had a cons- we, we, we had a, a consultancy that, you know, they said to us, this just will not work in our business, especially in the current climate. And my response to that was weeds grow through concrete. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it doesn't matter what your business is. As long as you put the process in place, it will work for it. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've worked with solicitors. We've worked with one-man band wedding invitation companies we've worked with e-commerce luxury e-commerce companies uh we work with car manufacturers we've worked with um aircraft manufacturers it it does not matter what your business is if you have a process and you have a plan you can literally say right this is what we're going to do this is how we're going to do it and we're going to look after these customers as they go through the journey and you know where they are in the journey. So there's, there's a consistent message throughout the company. Everybody knows what a lead is. Everybody knows what a prospect is. Everybody knows what you're selling because that, that, that's a massive thing as well. There's companies out there that don't even know what their core product is. Yeah, that's true. You know, uh, so, you know, to, to go through the customer journey, start at number six, start at your Ascension, work out what your product is, what you're actually selling, because you can't do anything until you work that one out. Work out what you're selling, then work out how you're going to excite people, then work out how you're going to convert them. It doesn't, and a conversion is time or money. It yeah. hasn't got to be just a, a monetary value. Then work out you know, how you're going to get them to subscribe into your business, engage, and then you go and see Mr. Zuckerberg and say, Mr. Zuckerberg, can I have some traffic, please? Yeah. You know, and that, that's kind of, the, in a nutshell, you know, if you, if you make it too complicated, then it's never going to work. Complicated yeah. is never good. So simple is yeah. easy. Uh, yeah. Get all of the departments to work together. Sales and marketing, I'm very, very sorry. You, you are one and the same. You are supposed to talk to each other. And customer service, we know you hate everybody, but you've just got to get on with it. I'm afraid you're part of the team. <laughs> and then, you know, bringing it all together and having that, that, you know, that, that in place, it, it works. And I haven't come across a business that I can't implement this in and get results. Fantastic. Really great. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for coming on today. Um, just mention your website so everybody can go and reference you. Um, yep, it's uh, sitegeek.co.uk. Fantastic. That's easy. Uh, thanks very much for coming along and sharing your insight today. Uh, no problem. We're going to talk about customer journey and um, the whole intricacies of that. I, I wrote a blog on that a couple of years ago, actually, saying, does your inside match your outside? In other words, the customer journey and the process behind it are they the same thing you know so yeah 
Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for your, thanks for your wisdom today, and uh, best of luck with your podcast coming soon to an, an iTunes near you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Okay, so some fascinating learnings in there for me. You know, listening back to uh, that interview that we did with Steve. Number one, biggest thing for me is this. You know that um, when we choose to create processes in our business, it gives us the opportunity to create more scale. And also it gives us the opportunity to free ourselves up. So win-win. Um, opportunity to build bigger business with less time. I like that one. What was your number one takeaway? Oh, for me, you know, go back to the win-win as well. What Steve was talking about, making sure it's a win for you and making sure it's a win for the clients as well. Because if it's not a win-win, especially in strategic alliances as well, working with other businesses, then we need to get those ground rules from the start. Is how does this look like a win for both sides and the clients? Yeah, that's a fantastic one. And just something that's popped into my head as I heard you say that actually, which is sometimes we just have to choose what we need to stop doing because mm. it's not going to get us to where we want to be. And quite often by stopping some stuff, it gives us more opportunity to do the stuff that does work. So yeah, again, brilliant. Thanks to Steve for joining us on today's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed the content. Loads of learnings to take away. Please take them away, do something with them. As we've said to you before, this is for to help you um, change your knowledge, change your action in your business. And we all, all we ask is that if you've got value from it, share it with a business owner who you know who could also take some value from it. See you on the next episode, guys. Good luck in your business to your success.